Hello, everyone, and welcome to Prevent That, a podcast brought to you by the Prevention Resource Center, Region 3. The Prevention Resource Center serves as the Central Data Collection Repository and Substance Misuse Prevention Training Liaison for Texas Health and Human Services Commission, Region 3. PRC3 is housed at Recovery Resource Council in Dallas and serves the following 19 North Texas counties. Collin, Cook, Dallas, Denton, Ellis, Erath, Fannin, Grayson, Hood, Hunt, Johnson, Kaufman, Navarro, Palo Pinto, Parker, Rockwall, Somerville, Tarrant, and Wise. Hello, thank you for logging into the podcast. My name is Lisa Reiling, and I am the Chief Program Director of Prevention and Recovery Services here at Recovery Resource Council. I'm very proud of the staff within our Prevention Resource Center, and I'm excited to be a guest speaker today to support this Prevent That podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of self-care and how it impacts really everything in both our personal and our professional lives. Regardless of whether you're listening to this podcast as a prevention specialist, a parent, or just a person who had a few minutes to see what this recording was all about, it's my hope that you will gain something from our time together that makes a positive difference in you, and in turn, in the lives of the people in which you live and work. Good self-care can prevent and protect in many ways. So, let's get to it. Our self-care practices and our overall well-being are directly related to the well-being of those around us, both what we are absorbing from others and what we are radiating out to others. It is important that we keep ourselves strong and in good health, both physically and emotionally, in order to stay well-equipped to manage the day-to-day and to be effective in impacting the lives of others in positive ways. We must consistently restore our own wellness, especially if we want to help others restore their own. Bonnie Bernard, a well-known author and researcher on the topic of resiliency, said, We must first and foremost support our own resilience. We, too, need the protective factors of caring and respectful relationships and opportunities. Without these, we cannot create them for others. This quote supports the point of self-care. If we, in our professions and or in our personal lives, expect to impact and influence others in positive ways, if we want to become beacons of hope and healing and creators of protection and connection, our first priority must be ourselves. I heard it said once that in the right environments, And with the right amount of affection and protection, kids can do special things. I really love that quote, but I love it even more when we read it as a self-care statement. In the right environments and with the right amount of affection and protection, we can all do special things. I bet some of you listening at this point are thinking things like, yeah, yeah, self-care, heard it before, Lisa. This is not a new concept. Or, yes, I'm super stressed and could definitely use some better self-care, but who has the time? I'm already drowning in my to-do list. 
But what if you really were intentional this time about incorporating something new into your self-care practices? What if now really ended up being a pivotal point where you took a very intentional step in the investment of yourself? Let's take a few seconds here just to pause for a moment. I'm gonna ask you to take a deep breath. Stop doing the other things that you might be doing while you're also listening to this podcast. Just let yourself relax. Take another deep breath. Allow yourself this small space of time to center, to refocus, to exhale, to stretch, to close your eyes, to really just be present. Think of someone that brings you joy. Think of something that makes you laugh. Imagine your favorite color, the taste of your favorite food. Think of a scent that you really enjoy and then breathe it in deeply. Think of just one thing you really like about yourself and one thing you feel especially grateful for today. In doing these things, you are practicing self-care. Consider being open to the idea of adding a self-care practice to your routine. If you knew that it would bring something positive to the way you think, feel, and perform, and in turn, the way that you make others think, feel, and perform, would you do it? Healthy self-care practices buffer us from the negatives that come our way. It won't keep the negatives from finding us, but the more we invest in our mental and physical care, the more we can reduce the impact that the negatives will have. Maybe you're someone who already incorporates regular self-care practices into your daily life. And if so, great job, keep it up. If you're someone who is feeling like your self-care has been neglected, don't worry. All it takes is small positive steps to start building new healthy habits. Here are some tips that may resonate with you and or spark your interest when you consider what might work in your personal self-care journey. I'm gonna give you 12 different tips. You may wanna write them down and then highlight one or two that you believe you will try to work on. So here we go. Number one, get at least eight hours of sleep every night. Sleep is so important and critical to our self-care. If you're not consistently getting it, it can impact everything else about you. Have you tried the ABC method to help you fall asleep? Close your eyes and think of the ABCs. Use the ABCs to list a variety of things in your mind. For example, if the category is foods, start with the letter A. Silently list foods in your mind that start with each letter of the alphabet. A, avocado, B, bacon, C, cheese, and so on. Keep going until you either hit the letter Z, you fall asleep, 
or you have to start a whole new ABC category. Category options are endless. You can do boys' names, girls' names, cities in the United States, feelings, animals, and it just may work for getting you to drift off into a nice deep sleep. Number two, limit your screen time. Yes, this advice is for adults too. Have you heard the recent story in the news about the child who was asked what he would want to be if he could be anything else? And he said, I'd want to be a cell phone so my mom would look at me more. Too sad. In a world where there are so many screens calling our name, try to disconnect from the devices and connect in a different way. Books, board games, puzzles, cards, even a face-to-face -face conversation with someone give the oldies but goodies a chance. Number three, practice meditation and mindfulness. Some say it's the next big public health revolution. It's about being fully present, being aware and engaged, acknowledging and accepting thoughts and feelings, savoring the moments, and it's about learning how to respond wisely rather than reacting blindly. Good self-care really can help with this. Number four, take a gratitude walk or just get outside and walk. Nature has a way of healing. Maybe you could carve out a little time during your week just to get out there and breathe it in. Fill up your senses with the sights, sounds, smells, and sensations that nature has to offer. It's good stuff and it's free. Number five, find an exercise regimen you'll stick to. This one can be tough, so start small and congratulate yourself with every effort you make. Every time you begin, you win. Number six, limit your intake and exposure to the things that can hurt you. Whether it's alcohol, tobacco, fatty foods, or people that don't bring you joy, try your best to practice moderation and safe self-care habits. Number seven, Identify things that make you laugh and smile and then incorporate them into your world. Have you ever asked Alexa to flatter you? You should try it. Just say, Alexa, flatter me, and then believe whatever she tells you. Yesterday, she told me that colors seem a little brighter when I'm around. Who knows, it could be true. You can also say, Alexa, tell me a joke. That can be fun too. Smiling and laughing is healing, and it has research-driven, proven positive impacts on many areas of health and wellness. Stay silly, my friends. Number eight, practice stress reduction techniques. Things like deep breathing, visualization and guided imagery exercises, getting massages or pedicures, listening to music, other good tips in this category of self-care include decluttering your world, not overcommitting, taking a bubble bath. Whatever it is that might work for you, it's worth a shot. Number nine, be quick to reach out for support when things go haywire. And things will go haywire. So have your support system ready when you need it. Why try to bear the burden or weather the storm on your own when there are other caring adults just like you who are eager to help. Helping really does heal both parties involved. Number 10, learn new things as often as you can. 
Taking on a new hobby can be very fulfilling or even getting back into the habit of a hobby that you used to enjoy. How about taking a cooking class, taking up golf, try your hand at painting, or maybe you've always wanted to sing in the church choir or write poetry or start a collection. Maybe you'd like to try out for a team or join a new community group. Whether it's a hobby or just saying yes to a new opportunity to learn or meet someone new, it could prove to be a key player in improving your self-care. Number 11, don't beat yourself up or dwell on the past. Try to be kind to yourself here because anything else only prevents our buckets from filling up. We can only control so much and we can't very well move forward when our sights are set behind us. A good quote to think about here is, if you wanna fly, you have to give up what weighs you down. Number 12, recognize what makes you uniquely strong and own it. Brene Brown said, talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. I like that. This tip is about loving yourself. And maybe you're thinking this tip is the hardest one of them all, and it just might be. Many of us are very in tune with what we feel are our flaws, our failures, our limitations, and our less thans. We fear we are not good enough, pretty enough, thin enough, rich enough, smart enough, talented enough, on and on. The voice inside our mind reminds us. Work on quieting that voice, countering that voice. Tell yourself the truth about your strengths. Cultivate the goodness within you, the things that make you proud, and the healthy habits that keep you balanced. Life is truly too short not to love and celebrate yourself along the way. So that's it. That's all 12 tips. I hope there's one in there that you'd like to try, and I hope, the, I hope that you make the time to try it today because you deserve it. I'm wishing you health and happiness, and thank you so much for listening. And that's Prevent That for this month. Because our prevention messaging doesn't stop when the podcast ends, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at PRC Region 3, and there you'll find more helpful information for your friends and family. See you next month.